This is an ABC podcast. So far, we have screened since 2021 August up to today. We had screened almost a thousand of women because we go out even to the outer islands to to get the women there, the underserved population there. We travel to them to get the swaps from them. The 20 seconds treatment, we will apply it to the positive reason where we identify the HPV and it will kill the cells. I know it's really hard because we have geographical conditions that makes us hard to go into the very remote part of the country to uh, give the screening and testing. But I would really much appreciate it if um, our government can look into it to help so in one way or the other, we can try our best to help eliminate cervical cancer. Have you lost someone to cervical cancer, like a mum, a sister, an auntie maybe? Well, it should be rare. In Australia, where I live, I've always had access to screening tests and my children have been vaccinated against it. But I know how privileged we are, because until recently, in many places in the Pacific, you couldn't access screening or immunisation, and cervical cancer can be a killer without early detection. But there's some really big changes happening. Countries like Solomon Islands, Papua New Guinea, and even the small nation of Tuvalu now have access to screening and testing, and it's less icky. This brings hope for our daughters, many of whom have lost their mums. I'm Falianga Fuluinga Stunsner, filling in for Hilda Wayne. Sisters, let's talk about eliminating cervical cancer in the Pacific. Did you know almost all cases of cervical cancer are caused by a sexually transmitted infection? It's called the human papilloma virus or HPV. The concerning thing is there are usually no symptoms, so you don't know you're infected unless you're screened for it. The great news is there is a vaccine, and over the past few decades, adolescent boys and girls have been immunised against it, which means it could be completely eradicated. But for those of us who missed out, either because we're older or didn't have access to it, we still need to be screened to know if we're infected. There is hope on the horizon because some countries like Fiji, Papua New Guinea and Solomon Islands have received funding to roll out these screening and treatment programs. So you can go to a health or family planning clinic, a nurse will swab your vagina and test it on site for HPV. And if you have it, you can be treated straight away. In some clinics, you can even do the swab yourself. So goodbye, ick factor. Hilda Wayne has spoken to Janet Pader, a nurse in Honiara, where this type of screening and treatment program has been running since 2016. We do the VA, the visual inspection of acetic acid and treatment. So what actually we do is like using the vinegar during the screening. And then now we also use the acetic acid where we stand the cervix. Then after, say, one minute, we check if there is a positive, which is we usually label is the acetyl white. Then we, we say that it's positive. Then we would apply the treatment using the thermal ablase. 
And Janet, if cancer or HPV is detected, how is it treated? Yes, we see the positive uh, list on, on the cervix, and that is where we will say that it's HPV positive. So we treat it with thermal ablation. And then if we find out that the women had a suspicious cancer, then there is a pathway that we will refer this client to the hospital where the confirmation and the other process is done at the hospital level with a gynecologist specialist. After we do the treatment, then we will advise the client to come again to the clinic for review at one month, three months, and repeat screening again after one year. So that's the process that we do here. Can you describe the treatment that you do on site? Okay, what we do, we have a like the table ablation is like a kit. It's handy, it's easy to carry around, so it is more convenient to do it outside in the remote place. So we will carry this message, it's rechargeable. So if the woman is positive of HCV, then we will apply this treatment like it's a 20 seconds treatment. We will apply it to the positive reason where we identify the HPV. We will apply it directly that it will be like it's frozen. It will kill the cells where it is identified in the cervix. Since the pilot began seven years ago, around 7,000 women have been screened because it's so much cheaper. This program was introduced in Malaita province, but the response wasn't as high as in Honiara as it was more of a challenge to keep trained staff working in the clinic. So like for the experience in Malaita, only when the nurses do the outreach, like to do the like tour or whatever, that is where they do most of the screening. Most clients come forward to screen. So like in the clinic, not many of the women come forward, but they see lots of the women when they went outside the clinic. So it's one, like you said, distance is another thing, but to get them treatment, to be treated, that's one thing because yeah, we have an issue with treatment also. Hmm. And, and Janet, part of your your role is to train other nurses to perform this screening and treatment procedures. What's needed for this type of screening to be done in clinics throughout the country? and not just focusing on maybe Honiara, where is the capital? To roll this program to the province, we need funds, we need uh, staff, we need the nurses to be trained. Like We also need what, if we train the nurses, these nurses must stay in the clinic to do the screening. Also, we need this client, these women to come forward to be screened. If, we, if the nurses are screened, but then there's no women come to utilize this service, then that will be another issue. So also we need the information to like reach these women that the screening is offered in their, in their clinics. So like this is what we need to do this to, to be able to do the screening in the rural. Because also the distance, the distance, the nurses need to go out. Apart from the clinic, they stay on in the clinic doing the screening, they have to go out to the rural areas Cervical cancer is easy to treat if it's caught early, but in the Pacific, as we know, a lot of women are still dying. What was preventing women from early detection to go for early detection? Like in Melanesian, like here in a country, like the women, if they are not sick, if they are well, then if they like if they go to the clinic to be checked, that it's more regarded as tambu, it's like a yeah, but it's more like tambu. They feel that. If they are well, then 
how can I go and have my private path checked? So that's the mentality. So it is a new thing that we have to inform them that it, it doesn't mean that you are okay, you don't feel anything or you don't see anything, then you say that you are well. Only if you are get checked, then you should know what the status you have to get checked. So it's something that we they need more education on it. Mm-hmm. Exactly the and same so, for Papua yeah. New Guinea as well. Oh, okay. So that's the main issue. It's like uh, some more they treated it, regarded as it's tabu. So that's why they didn't always come forward until they experience something, they notice something, then they that's the time that they regarded as okay. It's okay that we to go and have this check. Mm. And Janet, pap smears used to be the main screening method for cervical cancer. What was the biggest problem when relying on pap smears in the Pacific? Uh, our experience in the pap smear is like it's had been done some years back. The problem here is that if we have to send it overseas, we have to send it like to Australia. So let's the time frame of waiting and also like if we don't have enough funds to send it over, the sample have to be like sitting in our country for a bit longer. And then if something's already, if the women already had a problem, then uh, it will be a delay. And also that time frame we might get these women lost. We can't follow up on them. So the main problem with this pap's me is like, the delay, we have to wait for the result to come by. And then for the provinces, they have to send their smear, their specimens sent to the capital here in Oniara. Then from here, have to be sent to Australia. So it involves more time, more time that causes delay. Mm. And what is your message so, to women who are listening? When should they get their test done? So my message will be like, even if you are not feeling anything, we must get checked because we never know. My message will be like, just get screened. Then you can, you will know what is your status. Like, is it still okay? Or you need something to be done on you? The only time that you will be informed that what's going on in our part that we didn't see every day is when we are get, when we are screened, then we will know what it is like. That's Janet Parder, the National Coordinator for the Cervical Cancer Screening and Treatment Trial in Solomon Islands, speaking to Hilda Wayne. You're listening to Sisters Let's Talk on ABC Radio Australia. Gloria Munnell is a nurse in Mount Hagen, Papua New Guinea, where a similar cervical cancer screening and treatment program has been set up. Unlike Malaita, where it was harder to get rural women to the clinic, Gloria's had women come from all over the Western Highlands to be screened. This program is um, benefiting a lot of women in our province, in Western Islands, as well as women coming from all over the islands region, from other neighbouring provinces. Uh, We're seeing a lot of women. This cervical screening is... um, the women in the highlands have been waiting for this kind of program to be um, in place, but they've been waiting for a very long time. And it's sort of like their prayers being answered. And now that they've seen this program has come about, most of them are coming to do their test 
and they are very happy that this uh, survival screening and testing uh, clinic is here. We're not only seeing the women in the Western Islands provinces, we are also seeing the women from all over, not only the islands region, but uh, women from Port Mosby and other coastal areas as well. They're flying over to do the test and they're going back. So this project has been a big impact to a lot of women. It's no wonder so many women have responded. Watching a loved one die from cervical cancer is sadly a common experience in PNG. Almost like five or six of them would say they've lost a auntie, a mother, a grandmother. And it's kind of really sad that this cervical cancer screening and testing has come about this time of age that this woman who are alive today can access it. But the woman that have died a long time ago has, um, has lost their lives. And it's really sad to hear the stories from the women too. Women aged between 30 and 59 are eligible for the screening and Gloria is hopeful the program can eventually be rolled out all over the country. She says international donors and research programs might be the key to bringing more resources to Papua New Guinea and other countries in the Pacific. I'm seeing a lot of women coming to do this test and it's not, I, I feel also for other Papua New Guinean women as well and if all the PHAs and PNG, if they can take this program in to implement it, and then it can roll out to all over Papua New Guinea, and most uh, all the women can come for tests, then maybe we can eliminate cervical cancer in PNG. We are lucky that WHPH in Otago General Hospital has been uh, through the years has been with research of different kinds, like one of the research that was done here in. Western Islands Provincial Health Authority is HPV point of care study. And working with this, I have seen that being in the research and if the hospitals open up the research, I know they can get this kind of programs into the system and it can bring more, the eye opening can be through the outside where the uh, donor agencies, they can see what's really happening and uh, they can jump in to help like what they actually did for WHPHA. And I think the research is the number one thing that all PHAs should um, have in to go to the next level of, uh, of study, of helping women, children, and the population as a whole in what kind of uh, next step to take to help eliminate any kind of disease in our country. Despite the huge interest in the screening program, there are still barriers for some women in PNG when it comes to getting tested. Before we used to have a lot of women feel kind of reluctant to come to the cervical screening because they think that they will expose their body to us to actually see them. But when the research came about, it was good that they have to be given the swab for the self-collection only so it wouldn't be like actually exposing themselves. Some of the barriers, um, cultural background, some of the barriers be like road links, tribal fights. Sometimes women get um, scared to come because of tribal fights, because of roadblocks. As a woman and a nurse and a midwife, um, I feel that eliminating cervical cancer in Western Islands and Papua New Guinea as well is a very, very big thing and a very big responsibility. I know it's really hard because we have geographical conditions that makes us hard to go into the very remote part of the country to 
and give the screening and testing. But I would really much appreciate it if um, our government can look into it to help, you know, to for the all PHAs to get this program on board. So in one way or the other, we can try our best to help eliminate cervical cancer. To me, as a woman, I'm seeing women coming and in advanced stage is really sad. And um, I used to think that if only that program came about, like sometime back then, probably that woman have been here for thermocoagulate and she should be free from HPV virus. And, you know, I have so many thoughts coming in, but in my level, I can't really do much, but um, I'm hoping that one day all PHAs in Papua New Guinea should take this program on board and we'll try our best to eliminate cervical cancer in PNG. And to all the women out there, get tested in wherever you are, get HPV test and know your own status because cervical cancer is real and it chills and it's a silent killer. So we need to do our test and get tested and know our status before it's too late. Gloria Munnell is the nurse in charge at Mount Hagen's Well Woman Clinic. While low resource screening has been piloted in some of the Pacific's highest populated countries, Tuvalu's small population has made it the ideal candidate to trial HPV DNA testing. Tautau Hamasi, a senior clinical nurse at Tuvalu Family Health, is speaking to Hilda Wayne about the trial. It was established in August 2021 after our virtual training with New South Wales Family Planning. And we were so thankful for bringing in this um, new um, projects we are helping our women so much here in Tuvalu. Uh, as we know that HPV is one of the causes of cervical cancer, and that's what we always do in our awareness to women that um, this infection, you can see it by your with our naked eyes unless we do it in a screening where we can test under the in an expert machine and where we can um, we can have the results of putting it to the specimen uh, testing. And HPV DNA screening, uh, while it is a new uh, method that going around in our place here too well, in our small place here too well, uh, most of the women, they love to hear this because they, they are not scared of coming into the clinic because they will do it themselves, the swapping. They will do it themselves. Otherwise, before they are scared of, uh, of um, seeing metals, instruments, uh, inserting to them, and they stop them from coming into the clinic. But for this one, it's a simple screening, like a self-swap, where we, we, we necessarily in the clinic, we just offer the swap to the women so they can go to a private see a place where they can swap themselves and give it back to us for testing. That's really great to hear. And do they need to do the swap at the clinic or can they do it at their homes? What we usually do here, we go to the community, 
We go to the working places where we can find, we can get more women girls there from the eligible age, 30 to 49. They do it there where they are, where they're staying. They can do it at home. They come into the clinic. They do it here in the clinic. And you said this is uh, something new that uh, was not done like before. How popular has this trial been and how many women do you think have been screened so far in your country? Yeah, so far we have screened since 2021 August up to today. We have screened almost a thousand of women because we go out even to the outer islands to to get the women there, the underserved population there. We travel to them to get the swabs from them on the boat and back to the island for testing. That's wonderful. So you actually go out to the rural communities to get everyone tested? Yeah. We are on the capital of Nafuti, the island. It's also the capital of Tuvalu. And also we have other eight scattered islands around the ocean here in Tuvalu. So we travel by boat. It will take us hours to reach to the islands. So we stay there for hours while there on that day we do the screen for women. Like uh, before we go out, we already inform the nurse on the island, the nurse who is working on the island clinic to collect these eligible age women to come there to the clinic. So when we are right there, they're all already there. So what we do, we just get there. Their swaps, we do the awareness phase to make them understand and clear how to take the swap. And after giving them the information of how to take the swap, they go themselves and get their swaps. And after getting the swaps from there, we again go to the boat and travel to the other islands. We do that. What would it mean for other countries in the Pacific if cervical cancer is eradicated in Tuvalu. If we compare myself, my country to Fiji, they are very big country. They have uh, big populations. And I'm not sure whether everyone are getting their tests or everyone has the, the chance to have the treatment. But for us, Tuvalu people, we are so lucky because we are we are all in almost in knowing everyone's <laughs> uh, our population yeah. is not that big. It's small, yeah. yeah. So we are lucky. Yeah, small, small islands. We are lucky because when, yeah, when uh, we can we can uh, contact each other, we can. It's it's uh, uh like easy, easy to to know, easy to get to to get through the message to other people. So and they and we have. Uh, transport where we can get to the islands, they can come to here to Frankfurt for their treatment. And yeah, like if we are lucky to have uh, this and we are so lucky to 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 have the treatment for for the cervical uh, for this screening. Otherwise if we we stay like this and we don't know what to do and maybe in the future we will have Many, many uh, women come out with cervical cancer and it will be a very sad uh, story for women in future if we don't don't care about uh, providing um, women with adequate treatment of the cervical, um, of this HPV infection. Absolutely. Prevention is better than cure, they say.
Yeah, we are better than cure. Even uh, HPV vaccination is now running in our Chester the last year. Now it's running in schools, and these young people that are so lucky to to get this vaccination. Yeah, this HPV vaccine. Currently, if a woman in Tuvalu is diagnosed with advanced cervical cancer, what are her options for treatment? Most of the HPV infection positive mothers, we do it here in our clinic. Unless we are not sure or not eligible for the treatment, we refer her to the absent gynae doctor here. She's the only one here in Tuvalu, our absent gynae doctor. So she's loaded with so many cases to look after. So as Tufa, we are we are like um, lightening a load of uh, work that looking after so many uh, absent kind cases. We have two suspected cancer cases came in, and one of these young mothers she just passed away in March this year. She came in with all the signs and symptoms of cervical cancer, like fast smelling tissue, baby bleeding, and all this. With HPV positive tested, they sent her to India for for chemo, and it was like it was unlucky to have to have good treatment. I mean, it was late, so she came back and she died there. It was sad for this young mother. It was sad because maybe she was with the infection for quite a long time. She was so scared. She was also scared of coming into the hospital for nurse doctor to see her. So she stayed at home and and she has three kids. So the kids are just left behind with the husband. And she was so young to die it's really, really important that women do get tested, isn't it? Yes. Who is eligible for testing? Is it just for women of a certain age? What we're doing now, uh, our eligible age is 18 to 49, but we open to anyone who is willing to come in for testing. We take. We just go on with the, with the screening and the testing. And then someone under the age of 50 is with positive result. That's Annabelle, 39. We will refer these cases to the obscene gynae doctor here in Tuvalu. And we manage only the 30 and 49 positive cases here in our clinic too. And if they come in for asking for a swab or a screening test, we just offer the, we provide the service for them. That's Tautau Hamasi, a senior clinical nurse at Tuvalu Family Health, speaking to Hilda Wayne. And thanks to all our guests today, Tautau, Gloria Manol and Janet Pada. With these screenings and treatment programs, along with the HPV vaccine, which is available to adolescents in several countries now, there may come a day, maybe even in our lifetime, that cervical cancer is eliminated for women in the Pacific. Thank you so much for joining me, Falianga Fulu Inga Stunsner, for Sisters Let's Talk on ABC Radio Australia, a weekly show by Pacific Islands women for Pacific Islands women, where we get together to talk about the issues that are important to us.
If you've missed an episode of the show, catch up on our podcast. In the Pacific, just search for Sisters Let's Talk wherever you get your favourite podcasts. If you've got a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or any feedback, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message anytime at the ABC Pacific Facebook page or email sisters at abc.net.au. That's S-I-S-T-A-S at abc.net.au. Next time on Sisters Let's Talk, from Moana to Lilo and Stitch, Polynesian stories have made their way into the movies. But what about the Melanesian and Micronesian stories? A lot of my stories is about a way that particularly Melanesians can connect, particularly Melanesian women. My goal is always to reimagine a future in which Melanesians are not on the fringes but are in the mainstream and we are the heart of the story. We'll tackle colorism in film next time on Sisters Let's Talk. Sisters Let's Talk is presented and produced by me, Hilda Wayne. Supervising producer is Kim Lester and executive producer is Inga Stunsna. Sisters Let's Talk is produced on Wurundjeri, Durambul Jagara and Turbul Country and is an ABC Radio Australia production. And that's all. I'll see you next time. 